Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. have your Bible, you can turn to Acts chapter 27. Familiar story, and no, I'm not going to read the whole chapter because there's 44 verses, and it would take a while to read all 44 verses, but I thank God for y'all being here this morning. I appreciate all the singing. Thank God for it is well with my soul. Amen. Thank God for that. And if you know Christ is your personal Savior, it's well with your soul. Your spirit might not feel too good this morning. You might be uncomfortable this morning, but your soul is okay because you're saved and the blood of Jesus Christ covers you from all sin. Amen. I don't know where to just start reading in Acts chapter 27. But look at verse 10. You know the story, Paul, you've got to go to Rome, you've got to go there, and you've got to get, go before Caesar, and, and on and on, and you've got people accompanying you. You've got Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, being with us. Thank God you've got some fellow people that are, work, that are working with you. Thank God for that fellowship that we heard about. But we're all got in this same ship. We're all in the same ship. We're sailing into Italy. But verse 10 says, And he said unto them, Acts 27, verse 10, And he said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, not only of the lading and the ship, but also of our lives. Now, right now, you're in a peaceful trouble. The Bible says that man that is born of woman is a few days and full of what? Trouble. Right now, we're all in a ship of life. Right now, you may be in a peaceful ship. You've heard it said before. Some people are on the shoreline. You're comfortable. You're peaceful. Some are out in the, the sea. Some are already out. Some are in the storm, and some are coming out of the storm. But mark it down, storms and suffering is just part of this world. Whether you're a born-again Christian or not, it's just part of this world. Watch TV. See all the rich and famous, the people, the famous people, the poor people. People are dying all the time. People are having trouble all the time. That is just part of this sin-cursed world we live in, and none of us, including myself, can escape that. But thank God we have the Lord Jesus Christ to help us. Thank God we've got somebody on board, amen, who knows the way through the sea, who knows the way through the waters. And I may get ahead of myself, but that's all right, because I'm just excited about this, not so much the ship, but I'm excited about the captain of the ship. And we already heard preaching on how Jesus handles a storm, amen. And that's all. Hallelujah. I thank God he's a personal. I thank God he's present. I thank God he's powerful. I thank God he gives peace, amen. I thank God for the message that we've heard, but also I thank God that even though I'm in the ship, I can be all right. But we look at the, the trouble right now, your trouble seems to be peaceful. You're not looking at it because that's not a big factor in your life right now. But he says, sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with her. 
But they haven't really got, they're launched out, but they haven't got into the storm yet. But Paul said, we're going to have some damage. And some of us might even get hurt, some of our lives. Nevertheless, Joe Biden, I mean, that's not what I said. The, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than those things which were spoken by Paul. And not long, verse 13, it says, And when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their purpose, loosing fence, they sailed close to Crete. They're going by Greece now. Still got to get over there to Italy. Got to get to Rome. And oh, every time like I said, we're in a peaceful ship right now. Everything seems to be peaceful with our trouble right now. But it's not long, but not long after there arose against it. A tempestuous wind called Eurocladon, or however you want to pronounce it. It was a hurricane. That's all I can think about. I mean, it, was, it, was, it tore up the ship. The ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, and we let her drive. That's the problem right there. You let her drive. You needed to let him drive. Amen? <laughs> I heard a preacher say that one time. I couldn't resist. Y'all forgive me. That was not in the spirit. That was just after because of me. <laughs> Amen. Get in trouble. But I noticed a lot of y'all, including myself, a lot of us let our wives drive. Amen? <laughs> Why we do that? Because we want to catch up on our praying. Oh, Lord, don't let Cindy kill me right now. <laughs> I know I love you. I, love, I want to come to be with you, but I love all those people that have left. But, God, I, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> Maybe a few more years. <laughs> Amen? But he, but he let her drive. <laughs> I heard a great preacher say that one time. <laughs> but look at verse... 21. Now they got in the ship, now they're all messed up and everything. They could fall into the earth, the quicksand, they could be struck. All kinds of issues going on now. Third day, we were cast out. I mean, just, I mean, you get tossed and turned in your ship. Amen? When that ship is peaceful, it's not long that a storm is going to come. How long was it peaceful in y'all's life? And then you had the grandbaby. And boy, that ship got a really rocking. It got the whole church a rocking. Amen? Praying for Silas. Got the whole church. And we don't know when something like that's going to happen. But mark it down. That trouble, that trouble of peace one day is going to become a trouble of problems. Paul, you predicted it was going to happen. You said we shouldn't leave. God tells the man of God things that God won't tell me or tell you. Amen? God will tell me things that he may not tell you. But I mark it down, trouble is coming for all of us. How big? I don't know. None of us want big trouble. Amen. I'll be the first to say, I don't want big trouble. Many great preachers have lost their children to death, have lost their children to health issues and other issues. I don't want that for my children. I don't want that for my life. I want what God wants, but if trouble is what's going to take me to the next level of being a better preacher or a better Christian or a better servant for God, then bring it on. Amen. And that's the attitude we should have. Take up your cross, and the first thing you got to do is deny yourself. And a cross-bearer is a death sentence for this world and for you. Because you have got to die to self. 
But trouble was predicted. Paul said we should not have left. In verse 21, but after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and to have gained this harm and loss. Oh, you feel safe in your ship right now. Verse 13, the south wind blew softly. We're safe in our ship. Verse 31, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. You think the protection of the worldly ships will help you, but you better cut them off. You better let them fall to the side. The worldly ships cannot help you. There's only one that can help us, and that's the captain of the ship. Verse 32 says, Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. Oh, they were wanting to sneak out in verse 30. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, the shipmen were ready to go. Now who's going to steer the ship? When they had let down the boat into the sea under color as though they would have cast anchors out of the force, they were trying to sneak on out. Nobody's going to know. We're going to sneak out. We're going to get in this rescue boat. I mean, if that big ship is being torn up, come on, people. How dumb are you? If the big ship, y'all are pretty dumb. If the big ship is getting torn up, you think the little rowboat's going to save your life? It ain't going to help you. Amen. Amen. But I missed this boat, and looking at some of y'all, some of y'all missed the boat too, because in verse 34, wherefore I pray you to take some meat, for this is for your health, for there shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. Some of us missed that boat, amen. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> Lord, that boat wasn't around in my day. <laughs> like I said, looking at some of y'all, I think some of y'all missed that boat also, amen. <laughs> And the rest of y'all, just hang around. You might catch up. <laughs> Amen. Respect those with the hoary head. Amen. Or respect those with the bald head. <laughs> but cut the things that you think the little ships that are going to protect you. Your safety will end. You think your safety will end. You end up in the stormy waters, verse 41. The trouble was predicted. The trouble came. Verse 41, and falling into a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the forepart stuck fast and remained unmovable, but the hinder part was broken with the violence of the waves. You're going to end up in the water. Amen. This old life, there's two seas going on here. This ship is going. There's two seas, one that way, one that way. And as God told Joshua, don't go to the right, don't go to the left, but go straight down. Well, here, going straight down, it wasn't the right place to go. They should have gone to the right or they should have gone to the flesh. Well, we have two seas, amen. We've got one sea of the flesh wanting you to go that way. We've got one sea of the spirit wanting you to go that way. So what do we do a lot of times? We'll straddle the fence and we wonder why we get stuck. We wonder why we stuck in the ground, amen. Wonder why we're not moving for the things of God. God said, I'd rather you be hot or rather you be cold, but because you're lukewarm, you make me sick and I spew you out of my mouth, he said in Revelation. Right. Amen. 
but we go to the right, go to the left. No, we're just right on the fence, and we'll come whenever we want to come. We'll do whatever we want to do. We'll just live our own life and forget God. And you wonder why you're stuck in your heartache and your sin and your sadness and your discouragement and stuff. You wonder why. If you're going to serve the flesh, we didn't serve the flesh to destruction. That's what the Bible says. Go ahead, live it up. Serve it while you can. And then die and go to hell if you're not saved or die an ungodly life. Or serve the Spirit to life everlasting. Serve the things of God. Amen. Well, I don't have to worry about what I did last night. I know exactly what I did last night. I sat on the, in, in the kitchen and studied for a while and just praying and asking God to help me because I got so many messages back here. But I, said, but I said, thank God for Brother Jeremy this morning. I said, that helped me. Amen. Thank you, brother. But thank God. And it was after 12-something before I got in the bed, and it was about 1 o'clock. I was just laying in the bed, just, Lord, 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 help me, help me, help me, Lord, help me, help me. Fill me with your power, God. Help me, help me. It was about 1 o'clock when I finally fell asleep and stuff. And I don't remember, woke up 6.30, whatever time it was, quarter till. I don't remember what time it was. But we're stuck riding the fence. The ship was stuck. There was a serious sea, a splintering ship. The soldiers were ready to slay them in case they get out and they can swim. Yeah. But then the centurion says, if they can swim, just go ahead and let them swim. Amen. Thank God our captain, he knows the way through the sea. But while in the water, you're going to be struggling. Amen. You're going to be effortlessly going around in a circle, going nowhere and nowhere and nowhere. You get two men in a boat, and they both in that canoe, and they both paddling, and if one's paddling this way and one's paddling this way, they're going to go around in a circle. Amen? You got a boat, I mean, one paddling like this, one paddling like this, you're going to go around in a circle. You both got to be paddling the same way. But they were struggling. You're in the water. You're struggling. You're in the water. You're sinking fast. You're sinking. The undertow gets you. Me and my brother John, when we were younger, I don't remember how old we were, probably under 10 years old. We're up there at Myrtle Beach, and we're out there in the ocean and everything, and I mean, you know, you're playing, and well, the undertow started taking us. Started taking us. And eventually, your feet aren't touching the water, the ground anymore. And you're going further and further from the shore. And it's scarier and scarier. And you can't fight it this way because it's a lot stronger. And I think somebody drowned a couple of weeks ago up there on one of our beaches. Man went in to try to save somebody, but the undertow got him, but the other one got out, and they were able to resuscitate the other one. But that, old, that older man died. You cannot fight the undertow. And I was young, and something just entered into my mind. Go this way. Don't swim against it, but swim along this way. And we swam, and I said, John, come on. And I helped him, and we swam along this way. And we made it to shore, and the hotel was way over there. But guess what? I'm alive today. Amen. Amen. Thank God for it. We might have been struggling. We might have been sinking, and I know we were scared. We're going to die. Don't know if the lifeguard was even around back in the 70s. But just something entered my mind. 
And thank God I didn't hear that song going on in my mind. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> or however it goes, that song of Jaws. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I didn't know that song, Rescue the Perishing, Care for the Dying. And I didn't know it is well with my soul. Amen. <laughs> I just heard something just entered this little pea brain and said, swim that way. And we made it. We made it. Trouble, you're in peace. Trouble, it's predicted. It's already the Bible. It's predicted. But thank God, trouble is limited. And with all that said, I want to preach for a little bit. And I just got, I mean, that was a big introduction. I just want to preach for a little bit. Shipwrecked, but not soul wrecked. It is well with my soul. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for what's already been said. We could go home, God, because it's just been, been good in my, to me, I feel like it. Don't know how it's been to the people. But God, I just pray that you'll help me in the next few minutes to be a blessing. I need your help, Lord. I cannot do this without you. Fill me with your spirit. Bless your people that have come this morning. Encourage them in the things of God. And we'll thank you in the wonderful name of your son, Jesus, I pray. And for his sake, amen and amen. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know where you are in your ship of life right now. But mark it down, whether you're in the water or out of the water, we're all going to end up in the water one day. And while you're in the water, the Bible says in verse 42, and the soldiers' counsel was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim out and escape. Well, they should have been killing the shipmen because they were the ones wanting to sneak out. Right, man, what's that little boat doing over there? That's, that's the people supposed to be in the ship. That's the shipmen. Aren't that's the sailors? Where are they going? Amen. But the centurion willing to say Paul <laughs> kept them from their purpose and commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. Now you've got to think about it. You picture yourself. And I know this is like a, this sounds like a Jonah story. But you got to picture yourself. Jonah, you're the reason for the storm because the minute that you, you threw yourself over, the, the sea calmed. And God gave that big whale and just <laughs> swallowed you up. <laughs> and after that, God gave him an Alka-Seltzer and he burped you out. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, you, you can't. I mean, this stuff just comes to your mind. <laughs> it ain't on my paper. I'll, I'll show. It's <laughs> nowhere written down. <laughs> but the centurion they're going to escape. We better get them. Well, if you can swim, go ahead and jump out. Now, this is the ship. And you, there's water coming in here. And there's pretty, I mean, there's white caps out there. I'm sorry, sir, but I, I feel safer right here. Well, the boat's splintering up. The, the boat's breaking up. The boat's being destroyed. Well, well, I'll just stay in here to the last board. You better go ahead and jump out. If you can swim, swim. Amen. 
Do like a dolphin, a porpoise. Just, just get with it, buddy. Go. Swim. Amen. <laughs> Be like little Spanky and Spanky in the game when they speed him up sometimes. <laughs> like, look at him. Look at Spanky go. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but verse 44, the Bible says, and the rest. Now, those that could swim. They jump, they, they cast, I know what casting is. They didn't waste no time. They, they jumped on in. They cast themselves in it, and they started swimming. Whether they're struggling, whether they're doing whatever, they swimming. But the Bible says, but the rest, some on boards, and some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. He didn't say they made it to land without bruises. He didn't say they didn't make it to land without cuts. He didn't say they didn't make it to land without some hurt and some heartache and without high blood pressure and just scared to death and, <laughs> you know, just panic out and, and fall on the land. It said, but it says, the Bible says, they all made it safe to land. Trouble is limited, but shipwrecked but not soul wrecked. See, God has boards, and God has broken pieces, and wood floats. Most species of wood floats. You throw one of them big sequoias out there in the ocean, and it'll probably float. They, they, they say some of our coast, and maybe even Georgia coast, they say you can go down there, and you can see some of that big old wood, big old tree, just whatever, I don't remember what they call it, driftwood. They say you'll see some of that over there along the banks and stuff, big old stuff. And oh, you can't cut it because it's just so hard. It's, it's battered the storm. But it floated and it made it to shore. Amen. So some on boards, some on broken pieces. And I just picture yourself, picture you right there while you're kicking, while you're hanging on to that board, while you're trying to kick. And you think about that message was so simple. Paul's message was so simple. Be of good cheer. But I'm in the water right now. But be of good cheer. You've got a board. You've got a broken piece. It's helping you stay afloat. They got little swimmies for kids when they jump into pools. You got little kickboards to hold on. You got little, little buoy things or whatever, little flotation things that they'll throw you. You'll see the lifeguards with their little red thing and they'll jump into water and it keeps them afloat and try to keep you afloat. But while they're kicking, the message was just simple. Verse 23, well, verse 22, for now I exhort you. Be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. See, the difference in this and what Paul said earlier in verse 10 was, they're going to be hurt and much damage, not only of the lading in the ship, but also of our lives. But boy, when the Spirit of God gets in it, when God shows you something, Boy, your whole attitude changes. Wait a minute. I'm on, I'm on my verge of drowning right now. But wait a minute. I got the Spirit of the Lord. It's well with my soul. I may be shipwrecked, but I'm not soul wrecked. Right. Amen. Amen. Because he said, be a good cheer. How can you be a good cheer? Oh, no man's life's going to die. Why? 
The only ship's going to be destroyed. Why? Because of what he said in verse 23, and as they kicking there, thinking about what Paul said, and they heard, for there stood by me this night the angel of God. Hey, are you saved today? You got the Spirit of God. You got something better than the angel of God. You got the Holy Ghost of God living within. Thank God for that. And he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. I give you another comforter which will abide with you forever, John 14 says. There stood by me this night the angel of God whose I am and whom I serve. Boy, thank God for the presence of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that I serve you. Thank you, Lord, that I'm yours and you're mine. But thank you, God, that I'm part of your purpose and I'm part of your plan. Amen. That I can serve you. Amen. The message was simple as they were kicking along the way. Saying, fear not, verse 24. Fear not, Paul. Fear not, preacher. Father-in-law, preacher Caldwell. Fear not, brother Jeremy. Fear not, church. I could go through and call every name in here. Fear not. God knows your name. It's personal, Amen. Fear not. But Lord, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm sinking. I'm scared to death. But you got a board. <laughs> Amen. You got a broken piece of the ship. You got something keeping you afloat. Amen. You may go under a few times. That wave may come over you, but you buoyed back up to the top. <gasps> but they all made it safe. The message was simple. Be of good cheer. Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. I don't remember who the preacher was, but they were on an airplane. And they saw some other great preacher on that airplane. And they, and they looked over and they said, well, I see that brother so-and-so's on this plane, so I know this plane ain't going down. I said, preacher, I, I don't remember if it was brother Lee Robertson or Jack Howes or Dr. Seidler. I can't remember who the great preacher was that was on the plane. Let's just say it was, was you know, who's a great preacher today? <laughs> John R. Rice, I mean, he dead, but, but, but anyway, you know. But think about, okay, yeah, Brother Barry Rackley. We all know Brother Barry Rackley. What if Brother Barry Rackley was on that airplane? And I look over and I said, hallelujah, Brother Barry Rackley's on this plane. And everything's okay. This plane ain't going down. But then he thought, but what if it's the pilot's time to go? <laughs> then we all gone, Amen. <laughs> But Paul said, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. The message is simple. And while they're kicking along the way, I'm looking over the other ones and stuff, I don't think this is a time for any reprovement, any rebuking. Y'all be ashamed of yourself. You ain't kicking fast enough. Come on, man. What's going on? Why are you so slow? And ain't a time for reprove, rebuke. Amen? And ain't a time for a long theological encyclopedia type message. You're in the water right now. If you're out in the world, yeah, we're going to have to preach hard to you. We're going to have to reprove you. We're going to reprove you. We're going to have to rebuke you. Amen? 
but you in the water right now, you struggling, you need a good, encouraging, simple message. Amen. Point number two, why are you kicking along the way? You're struggling. You're holding on. Thinking, boy, that was a simple message that Paul said. Be of good cheer. Sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God. How simple is that? I'll believe God. God, if it's going to be okay, it's okay. But if it's not going to be okay, I'm still going to believe you, God. I'm still going to trust you, God. I'm still going to sit there and just be of good cheer. It's been said before, God may not calm your storm, but he can sure calm you into storm. Amen. Amen. And then number two, the message is simple, but the meal, the meal was satisfied. Verse 33 through 38, and while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat, saying, The day is the fourteenth day that ye have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. When you're in a troubled storm like this, you ain't going to think about food. You're going to think about, how can I get to the land? Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat, for this is your health, for your health. And there shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Not only be of good cheer, but, but he was praying. He was talking to God in their presence. Then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. And we were in all, and we were in all in the ship, two hundred three score and sixteen souls. So I said shipwrecked, but not soul wrecked. There was two hundred and seventy six souls in that ship. Three score, or score is twenty, and three times twenty is six, and sixty plus sixteen is seventy six. Two hundred and seventy six. <laughs> and when they had eaten, what's that next word say? Enough. They were satisfied. The meal satisfied them. They were not in that water holding on to that board, holding on to those broken pieces, thinking that sure was a simple message. That message was so simple. But man, my stomach is growling and I'm hungry, and I sure hope some fish or something swims by me right now. I'll eat an octopus if I have to. I'll eat something that I normally wouldn't eat. I am hungry. It's been 14 days and I have had nothing to eat. They weren't thinking about the being hungry. Amen? Because they had eaten. The meal was satisfying because it says they had eaten enough. They had eaten enough and lighted the ship and cast out the wheat into the sea. They wasn't thinking about no more food. They wasn't thinking about who's going to make bread. Amen. But the meal satisfied. Matthew 4, 4, while Jesus is being tempted by the, by the, the devil, by Satan, he said, turn these stones into, into bread. And Jesus said, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. 
I'm so thankful for physical food, and in a little while we're all going to go and get some physical food. Amen? But I'm thankful for the spiritual food, because I've never seen anybody suffering, struggling, in the, on their deathbed, in a hospital, or anything towards the end, and have no hope, and say, can you go bring me a buffet bar? Can you go bring me a pizza? You know the thing about eating? It's a daily thing. We have to come daily and eat of the Word of God. He said, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father. Thank God for physical food, but spiritual food is what's going to help you when you're shipwrecked. Spiritual food. We have to come daily. You go to a buffet bar, you eat all you want, and is that going to satisfy you the rest of your life? No. No, you're going to have to go eat again, and that is no different when it comes to the Word of God. You can read it and read it and read it and read it, and this is the only book that you can read for 60, 70, 80, 100 years and get something new and get something to refresh your soul and to get something to help you and to get a meal that satisfies you. Amen. It's a daily thing. Keep on chewing. Keep on coming. Amen. It will help you and it will help me. Thank God for the Word of God. A meal that's satisfied. And then the materials were supplied. Oh, the ship's tearing up. We're all going to drown. But wait a minute. Look at here. Look at, look at this. There's a board floating by. There's a broken piece floating by. They were all supplied. The materials of your survival were supplied. Amen. Thank God for that. The boards, the broken pieces, they were available. God allowed them to be right there. Available. Amen. They were profitable. They had sufficient power to help you. The Word of God, the Scripture is available for us. Amen. Thank God we have the Christ who died on the boards, who died on the cross. But thank God we got pieces made from a tree, made through paper, so that we can read it. Amen? It's available. Read it sometimes. The Word of God, it will help you. The materials were supplied. They were available. The materials were accessible. They may be approached. They may be reached. The Word of God's accessible. Everybody in this church has got a Bible. What you do with it, that's between you and God. But it's accessible. You know exactly where you put it. You know exactly where you leave it. It's accessible, the Word of God. It's accessible. Thank God. God said that inside you, it'll be rivers. It'll be flowing rivers of living water to refresh you, to help you. Come unto me. All you that labor are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Thank God the material, the, the come, the believe, the trust. Thank God the materials are available. The materials are accessible. The materials were abundance. There's 276 people in the water. There had to be a lot of boards and a lot of broken pieces. And the Bible says they all made it safe to land. Everybody had a flotation device. Abundance. There was a lot of them. And thank God that was assisted. The boards assisted you. They helped you. Amen. Some may not have enough energy to keep kicking. Some may not have been able have physically to keep kicking. But you could assist them like I assisted my brother John so that we both made it to land. Amen. We're here to assist one another. Not to drown them and push them down. There wasn't no time to be bobbing them up and down. <laughs> Look at it. How long can you hold your breath? Mm -mm, you know. 
It wasn't no time to do that. We're all in the same thing. Amen. Amen. Like it was taught in Sunday school. Fellowship. Keep swimming. Some of them keep swimming. Keep kicking. Keep going. Don't quit. Hey, Noah, what you doing for 120 years? I'm building an ark. Why? It's going to flood. It's going to rain. We ain't never seen no rain. Hey, David, what you doing? I'm, I'm just got me down here trying to pick up five f smooth stones so I can kill this big giant. You know he's way bigger than you. Yeah, but I got a big God. Right. <laughs> hey, Moses, what you doing with the rod? Well, I'm parting the Red Sea. And then I'm going to smoke the rock so we can get water. Hey, Gideon, what you doing? I'm going to battle. What you got for your weapon? I got a pitcher, got a candle, and I got a trumpet. <laughs> what? You got a pitcher, a candle, a trumpet? Yep, I'm going to fight the Midianites. How are you going to win? Got God. <laughs> got somebody to assist me. Hey, little boy, what you got there? I got me two fish sandwiches from McDonald's. Two fish and a couple of five loaves. Amen. What you going to do? We're going to feed thousands. With that, yep, I got God. Amen. Paul, what you got there? Well, got a basket. What you going to do with it? I'm going to jump in it. Then what? They're going to lower me down the wall. Why? For safety. Yeah. We got assistance. Amen. Thank hey God. We got God in this storm. We got God while you're struggling. We got God. Amen. The God of the boards. The God of the broken pieces. Thank God the material was supplied. And last, they made it all to shore. Amen. Not a one of them drowned. Like I said, they were probably beated. They were probably battered. They were probably hurt. You know they were cold because chapter 28 says Paul went out and get up, pick up sticks to build them a fire. Amen. But they all made us safe. The message is simple. The meal was satisfied. The materials were supplied. But thank God they all made it to shore. Shipwrecked, but not soul wrecked. Everybody, let's stand with our heads bowed, eyes closed. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I don't know where you are in your ship this morning, but God does. Whether you're at peace or whether you're going to be trouble, God knows what you need. God knows what I need. Amen. God knows what we all need. And thank God, God supplied the Lord Jesus Christ to die on a cross for sinful mankind. What if God did not give us the materials that we needed for salvation? Better yet, the man that we needed for salvation. We all not make it safely to shore. We all die and go to hell. But thank God, God gave us the right material to help us all make it safe. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. He's accessible. He's available. What an abundant Savior we have. Could save everybody that's ever been born if they freely and willingly come to him by faith. Thank God for me. Jesus Christ. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com.